What's going on guys? Welcome back to Gangrene Talk. I'm your host Nick Monjovi. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, it's championship weekend here in the NFL and uh, last week I went 4-0 on my game picks. So, I mean, what can I say? I've been doing it all year. I'm just a genius at this point. <laughs> um, I'm 8-2 in the entire playoffs. Went 4-2 in, uh, in the wild card round. I went 4-0 last week. So let's get over. Let's see who I picked. Even though since I went 4-0, you guys already know. I had Kansas City over the Jets and the Jaguars. Um, game just made sense. Mahomes got hurt, but it looks like it's not really going to matter. Uh, Eagles over the Giants. I thought it was going to be close, but the Eagles smacked the shit out of the Giants. So, all you Giants fans, I'm not a huge fan of you, but so I was happy to see that happen, not going to lie. Because once you guys won the first one against Minnesota, you're like, oh, we, 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 we can beat the Eagles. And then, and then if we play Dallas or... Um, if we play Dallas until the Dallas wins, then, then then we can beat them too, and then we can go to the Super Bowl. Like you're thinking about too many things after you beat the Minnesota Vikings, with the most fraudulent team in the NFL. And you, besides the Bills, who also lost that weekend, like I knew was going to happen, and you thought that you can win the Super Bowl. Stop that. This one, Bengals at Buffalo. Bengals is a better football team. The Bills, your Super Bowl window's closing, my friend. Um, Stephon Diggs isn't, isn't getting any young any younger. Bob Miller's getting up there. The whole defense is kind of getting up there in age, and Josh Allen needs a contract soon, so it's going to be hard to pay all these guys when you're going to have to pay the quarterback the big money because he kind of deserves it, but he, he doesn't have all the help in the world. He needs more help because he only has Dates and Gabe Davis and tight ends all right. Running back doesn't exist. He's the running back. He, lead, he would lead multiple games in the rushing yards. He needs more help. He has to go out there. They Bills have to go out there and get a running back. I think if Josh Jacobs hits free agency, that's a perfect place for him to go. Head over to Buffalo. Um, any other guy that comes available, I can see Evan Kamara as a trade option for them. Um, no one else really comes to mind right now. But it's to me, Kamara and Jacobs are two very, very good options for Buffalo, and I think that they should do it. Uh Dallas, oh, also, if Tony Pollard doesn't get tagged, which I think he should, and Zeke should get traded, but no one wants to take that Zeke contract because he's not really great. He's good as a 2 or 1A, 1B option with Pollard. He can't handle the full load. Um, if Pollard somehow gets let go, Buffalo should jump all over that. Dallas at San Fran. It went kind of how I thought it was going to go. Uh, Dak was going to throw San Francisco the ball. And then San Fran was just going to make less mistakes than them, and they were going to win. They didn't really make any mistakes, actually, besides the fumble on the punt return. That was really it. No pitch with own either. So, yeah. Kansas City hosting Cincinnati today at 6.30, and Philadelphia hosting San Francisco today at 3 o'clock. It is 1.35 Eastern time right now. So by the time this comes out, most people probably aren't going to listen to it before the games be our play. They probably listen to it tonight or Monday or whatever during the week. So this is my prediction. It's one thirty five. I have Philly beating the San Francisco forty Niners. Now, look. After watching the Niners last week against a good defense, couldn't really find ways to score. It was a very defensive game. I have a feeling that Brock Purdy is just gonna make the big mistake. One. One big mistake can screw him over. 
because that's a ferocious front seven that Philly has and a very good secondary as well. They're not really going to be able to run. They're not most certainly not really going to be able to throw. Based on how the year's been going, I can't see them really being able to throw either. But part of me still believes that that Niner defensive line is going to wreak havoc on a banged-up Eagles O-line. I mean, even though all the starters are playing, including Lane Johnson, he's not the same. I think Nick Bosa can just take over the game. It's that secondary of the Niners that worries me. But they're so smart of tricking their opponents into making the mistakes and baiting them into things that they kind of get away with their lack of talent at the corner position. There's that too. Um, But I just feel like if if, if they can keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, they're going to be fine. They'll win the game. I don't know if you're able to do that. No one's really been able to do it all year. I don't know if they're going to be able to. And the way they played last week, and the way Philly looked, I mean, Philly played the Giants, so it's not really fair. But I got Philly. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be a close game, but I got Philly. It's really, but it's going to come down to can Jalen Hurts manage, do Jalen Hurts at Eagles manage to run the ball and can Jalen extend plays with his legs? And uh, for the Niners, can. Can Brock Purdy continue his magical run? Is really what it's going to come down to. Can he get the balls in the ball in the hands of their playmakers, like McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk? Like, can they manage to do that? Can they find a way to run the ball? They can find a way to run the ball. They're going to be tough to stop too. There's a lot of things going into this. I know I'm favoring both sides, giving you sides, giving you guys both sides of the argument here. But I'm going to go ahead and take Philly. I think I think they're more. I, I think they're better for the. Game. I, I think they're better set up for the game that they're in. Kansas City hosting Cincinnati all week. Kansas City Chiefs are hearing, oh, you guys are 0 they're 0 3 against the Bengals. Joe Burrow's undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. Is Mahomes is Burrow the best quarterback in the world? Is, is Burrow better than Patrick Mahomes? Is Mahomes gonna be healthy? Is Kelsey gonna be healthy? Is are 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 the are the Bengals gonna be able to are, are, are the Chiefs really at home? I mean, they're playing at Burrowhead. It's not Arrowhead. It's Burrowhead. They're not going to let you talk to them like that. Talk about them like that either. No, 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 no. These are the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone's been doubting them since the year started. Lost Tyreek Hill. And they're like, oh my God. Their offense is going to be so bad. What are they going to do? They might not even make the playoffs. They're coming third. Maybe even fourth in their own division. The defense isn't good enough. Mahomes, after the year he just had, I don't know if it's good. I don't, I don't know if he's good enough to do anything. And be productive or be the MVP. No way he's going to win the MVP. He won MVP. They're the one seed in the AFC. Five straight AFC Championship games at home for the, for the Chiefs. This is this this is a dynasty. This is a dynasty. A dynasty in the making. We're watching a dynasty form with the Kansas City Chiefs. Especially if they win tonight. If they win, beat the Bengals. Mahomes goes to his third Super Bowl in five years. Let's say he wins that Super Bowl. That's two Super Bowl wins in five years. Been the three out of the five. Been the all AFC championship games. I'm sorry, but that's a dynasty to me. That's a dynasty to me. They're going to be dominant for years to come. Not only did 
they lose Tyreek Hill, but their offense got better. They learned how to score more points without him. They weren't relying on Kelsey. They they, they spread the ball around to Juju and, and Watson and Miko and MVS and Pacheco and now McKinnon is a great receiving option out of the backfield, but also lines up as a receiver. Noah Gray, too, I believe, or Blake Gray, Blake Bell, whatever, whatever the third, second, third string tight ends on this team is. Andy Reid got creative. He's an offensive guru, just like Kelsey said. He's a guru. He finds ways to get his players open, and what better to have the quarterback, the best distributor of the football in the NFL, the best quarterback in the NFL, the best player in the NFL, the best playmaker I've ever seen, with my own two eyes, Patrick Mahomes, giving him the giving them the football. Now, Nick Wright is correct. The top three quarterbacks in the NFL are Patrick Mahomes at one, Joe Burrow at two, and Patrick Mahomes on one leg at three. I, th- I was like, oh, God, they're screwed if he goes when he went down last week with that ankle injury. Chad Henney goes down the field 90-something yards, scores a touchdown to put him ahead again. Chad Henney went, did that in a playoff game. They wouldn't be able to do that against Cincinnati this week, but goes down there, scores a touchdown. Burrow comes back. Uh, Mahomes comes back uh, after halftime, start of the third quarter, hobbling to hand the ball off, um, jumping around in the pocket, but he's so great outside of the pocket and his ability to extend plays. But he's even better inside the pocket. He'll, he'll beat you anywhere. And that's what's so scary. And yes, Kelsey tweaked his back in practice, but who cares? Who cares? They're going to win the game anyway. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's going to be close for sure. It's going to be within a three-score game, I think. One, two, three points. That's what it's going to be. Because the Bengals have the most underrated defense of them all. They have the most underrated and underappreciated defense left in, in the NFL and in the playoffs. That defensive coordinator, whatever his name is, I forget his name, but he's not even getting head coaching jobs. He should. He really should. He's very, very good for what he's doing with this team. Bengals haven't lost a game probably about three, four months. Chiefs haven't lost since they lost to the Bengals in about November. October, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to come away with this game because it's Arrowhead Stadium. It's not Burrowhead. It's Arrowhead. And the Chiefs are going to win the game. They're not. You, do you think. You're telling me Patrick Mahomes is going to lose four straight times to Joe Burrow? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's going to be a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. Kelsey brother versus Kelsey brother. And the Chiefs are going to win it again. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again. As I sit here in my Patrick Mahomes jersey, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win another Super Bowl. You might think I'm biased after saying something like that, but I don't care. You, you can't t- sit there and tell me that Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback in the NFL and that he's not the most skilled quarterback we've ever seen in our entire life. Slide over Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Holmes got you beat in the talent category. You might be more accurate than he's ever been. But I've never seen someone extend plays and make the plays that he makes. Falling over, jumping off of one foot, doing the things that he's doing, evading, hit, uh, evading people in the pocket. 
never seen anything like it. So yeah, I got Chiefs over Bengals. I got Eagles over Niners. The two one seeds going in the Super Bowl. And got the, I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning that one too. For now. Unless someone gets hurt something, obviously I can't control that, but let's go Chiefs, baby. Need that one time. Okay. Now I got 12 minutes of NFL content. Now let's slide over to the Jets. What you guys come for. Earlier in the week, Nathaniel Hackett was hired as the Jets offensive coordinator. Now, I woke up, looked at the report, immediately went, fuck. Now, it's a big fuck. Because if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, it's not worth it. He has a, he's had experience calling a lot of plays. He had a top five offense in Jacksonville in 2017 when they went to the AFC Championship game and lost the Patriots. Um, he's had, but he hasn't had another offense in there. Um, people are like, oh, but he had Rodgers and he went back to back MVP. So there's the offensive coordinator when he was there. Um, he didn't call any plays. Matt LaFleur called them all. Yeah, he designed the red zone plays in the gold zone. That's what they called it, the Packers. They, they des- he designed the red zone plays. But he didn't call any of them. It was all Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. So, there's that. And yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are good friends, buddies. But I've never seen Rodgers... I've never heard of Rodgers saying, I love him as a coach. I could be wrong, but I've never heard it. So, what does that really do? Now, Sala was the linebacker's coach in Jacksonville when Hackett was the offensive coordinator. So, that they got that connection as well. Um, I think they just wanted a guy that's done it before. And of all the guys that don't have a job right now, most of them haven't done it before. Or they have but they haven't had enough success to, or they haven't been around long enough, they're too young, like like the two, like the quarterback's coach from the Eagles hasn't called plays. The offensive coordinator from the Eagles, why would he leave the offensive coordinator of the Eagles to go call plays for the Jets and not be the head coach? Like, why, 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 why would you do that? What What's the point? Uh, Chad O'Shea eventually said no. Kubiak was a potential guy, and I would have been okay with him, but don't think we would have gotten Rodgers. A lot of people were saying, look, they only did this for Aaron Rodgers. I disagree. I don't. I think our front office is, I'm going to give them a little bit more credit than I feel like that they're getting here, that they loved Hackett from the jump, regardless of what happened in Denver, because some guys are better coordinators than they are head coaches. I think he was in over his head. I don't think he was ready for a head coaching job. But with that being said, they wanted a guy that's done it before with a lot of experience, been around a lot of guys. He's known for getting the best out of his players and his quarterbacks. And he got the best out of Blake Bortles. He got the best out of Kyle Orton in Buffalo. So maybe he can get the best out of Zach or Rodgers or Carr or Jimmy, whoever our quarterback ends up being for this year. Hopefully he can get the best out of them, whoever that may be. I think that was their thought process. And and I know Salah made it clear in the interview that, look, we're getting a veteran quarterback this year, this offseason. We're getting one. It's just a matter of who. I'm sure they stressed that Rodgers is the first priority. And then whether that's Carr or Lamar and then Jimmy, whatever, whoever's next, but Rodgers is the guy. Woody Johnson, the owner, comes out and says, I'm willing to 
pay the price and go all in for Aaron Rodgers, and you should be. Because with a defense like ours, with the, with the weapons that we have on offense, with a run game like ours, with the, if you get Aaron Rodgers, we're Super Bowl contenders. Just like that, in the blink of an eye, the snap of a finger. We're Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a bad year for Aaron Rodgers. 30-something hundred yards, 20-something touchdowns, like 10 pets, 9 pets, whatever it was. I think it was 10 or 12. Rodgers hasn't thrown over 10 pets, I don't think, since like his rookie year in the league. Since he since his first year starting quarterback in the league, something like that. He's crazy. But it's a lot to handle. His ego is a lot to take. But the New York media, the New Jersey metropolitan areas might kill him for it. It's a lot of things to take into account. And when Hackett was the head coach of the Denver Broncos with more power than he is as a coordinator, he's not even coaching the team, they still couldn't land Aaron Rodgers. There's that too. And Rodgers still has to make the decision if, one, if he wants to play again, two, if he wants to play for the Packers, and three, or if he wants to play for a new team. But first, it starts with, does he still want to play? This morning, a report from Adam Schefter comes out that the Packers prefer to move on from Rodgers, and a trade is most likely happening this offseason, assuming Rodgers wants to come back to football. I'm sure both sides are probably in agreement. I think both sides need a reset. And the window on Jordan Love is closing very, very quickly because he's heading, what, into his third year in the NFL, and we haven't seen him, we've only seen him play a couple games. The window's closing because if they went, if they went with Rodgers this year, Jordan Love's requesting a trade. Rodgers is only playing one year, maybe two. And then you're left in the same spot with no quarterback. Unless you take one again this year and leave him with no weapons again. Because a bunch of guys are going to have to leave in free agency because of that contract. Brutal contract. Jets can pay it. Tennessee can pay it if they get rid of Townhill. They just cut them. They, they, they can, then, then they can do it. Um, I don't think Miami goes after them. Raiders might... Go back to him, but if Devontae wanted to stay with Rodgers, he would have just stayed in Green Bay. So I just think that's not going to happen. And they said Devontae's going to have a say in who the quarterback is, so that's not going to matter. He's the betting odd. He's the betting favorite. The Jets are the betting favorite to land Rodgers, and rightfully so. The Colts are another option, but there's too much. I mean, it's a shitty division. Same conference, but shitty division. Like, they'll win it with that defense, the O-line, and... They don't have enough receivers. The running game's good. But the head coach is, is, is an uncertainty. They don't even have one yet. I'm sure he wants to go somewhere where the head coach is in place, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the whole front office. The coaching staff is basically built. He wants protection there, and I totally get that. And the Jets are a place that has that. I don't think the Titans fire the offensive coordinator, too. So... The Jets are the only team that wants him that has all that checks all the boxes. And a quarterback that he doesn't have to worry about because he knows Zach Wilson or Mike White's not taking his job. So there's that too. I think this is, a, this is his best landing spot. And if you don't want him as a fan, you're 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 insane. You're just insane. He had such a bad year. He played with a hurt thumb too, they never really had the time to heal. His receivers were Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Alan Lazard, and most of the time they weren't even all healthy at the same time. His tight end was Robert Tunyon. Offensive line was meh. Defense didn't play up to their expectations. 
And it's his fault, yeah, because he wanted all the money and they couldn't keep Devontae Adams. That's his fault. But I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm done with the QB carousel. I can't take it anymore. I The best quarterback I've seen in my lifetime was Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2015. Technically, I saw Brett Favre, but I was five years old. I don't even remember it happening. I know he was there. I remember being happy because we were 8-3. That was cool. And again, that's another point. For all you fans out there that, that don't know what actually happened with Favre and just guess, don't do that because you look dumb, okay? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be an ass, but you look dumb. And I, I got to respond to everyone in the comments every day about how you guys are like, oh, it's going to be another Favre situation. The Favre situation was terrible. We sucked. Brett Favre had us at 8-3. One of the Super Bowl favorites. A team to do damage in the playoffs. And then he got hurt. He gets hurt. And then we mishandled the injury. Those were the same old Jets. And then we don't make the playoffs. They were 8-3. and three. That's not Brett Favre's fault. That's our fault. We messed that up. Now we have time to right our wrongs. Get Aaron Rodgers, who's better right now than... Favre was then and that time. Same parts in their career. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be 39 by the time the year starts. I don't care. One, two years. He won MVP a, a year ago. A year ago today, he was getting MVP votes. Two years ago today, he was getting MVP votes. And he won both of them. He was the, like, I don't understand what's going through your head when you don't want him. Oh, I want a quarterback for the future. Look, we win a ring, and that's two years. I could care less who our fucking quarterback is. Being honest, I, I don't care. I want playoffs, and I want consistency there in the playoffs. Now, Rodgers might be able to develop Wilson by just watch, by Wilson just watching what he does. Just watching. That could happen too. Or they can draft Arch Manning. Archie, draft him in two years. That could happen too. Or there may be another guy that comes out of the draft. That's really good as well. I don't know. It doesn't matter. They'll figure it out. I'm worried about it right now. And another thing that makes us, that gives us the betting odds too, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are coaching and managing for their jobs. I know Woody Johnson said if they don't make the playoffs, that doesn't mean that they're gone. But... But he wants improvement. There's not much improvement after this. Seven and ten, it's playoffs. If you go nine and eight, ten and uh, seven, don't get in. A ten and seven, and you don't get in, you still might be able to retain your job. But there's not there's not much left. You have to thread the needle for that. And these two guys want to win, so they'll do they'll go all in on Aaron Rodgers. And I forget who said it. Peter King. Of NBC said he doesn't think it's going to take more than two. It's going to take two first round picks. He thinks it's going to be a first round pick in something. You know what that something in my eyes is? Oh, here's a first round pick in Corey Davis because we don't want his contract. He's a cap casualty. That's what he's going to be this year. So why not we give him give you a receiver because you're going to let Lazar go and it's going to be cheaper to bring Corey in. I think than Lazar because the 10 mil cap hit aside might be a little more. And then I want Alan Lazard. 
I want if we get Rodgers, I want to bring in a familiar familiar receiver that he's used to working with. A bigger body, he's like six four, six five, bring him in, get Garrett Wilson, have have Elijah Moore, have Conklin, have Brees Hall, have Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight. Revamp the old line. You might have to punt on safety this year. You might have to punt on linebacker. But hopefully you can work through the draft and get something out. And work something out. But hey. Wait and see. Enjoy football this weekend. Um, podcast coming again. The end of next week. Hopefully I'll get it in by Friday night. Thursday. It might be another car pod. Because I'm going back to school tomorrow. So it might be another car, car podcast. Love those. So uh, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace out.